Welcome to the Granary Church podcast. We're happy you could join us. For more information on the Granary Church, head to granary.org.au or follow our socials at the Granary Church. I just love the presence of God here this morning. I love that there is, you know, the worship team just did a beautiful job of of bringing in and heralding in the presence of God. So I just want you to close your eyes right now. Um, There's been a beautiful flow here this morning. Let's just close our eyes and just think about the presence of God around us. Holy Spirit, we just love your presence here this morning. We love that we get to come and celebrate all who you are, Lord Jesus. That, Father, that's your good intention for us to experience you because you've created us in your image. So, Holy Spirit, wrap around us this morning. Let us feel your presence. And, Jesus, just increase, increase, increase in us. Let us feel the more of you. In, in our midst here this morning. You know, when the Holy Spirit's presence is here, so is his healing, so is his restoration, and so is his intentions towards us. So, Lord, we lean into your intentions this morning. We lean into your presence. What does that feel like? Some of you will be feeling like a warmth. Some of you will feel like a... Um, a tingling. Some of you will feel like a heart, your heart beating a bit faster. Some of you feel like a heaviness or a weightiness in the room. Holy Spirit, what do you want to say to us this morning as we lean into you and lean into the word that you're going to reveal to us, the invitation that you have for us to step into this morning? Thank you, Lord, that we get to experience that. So, Lord, we just open up our gates to you this morning so that the King of glory can come in. We open up our hearts to you so that we can experience more of you and that you would reveal new things to us because you want to do marvellous things through us. Amen. Who could feel the presence? Who can feel the presence of God here this morning? It's just so thick, so so tangible. I just wanted to, um, you know, we've been doing this series on sowing uh, in love and uh, and you've heard in the previous weeks uh, we're talking about a book called B-L-E-S-S and, uh, and so today I want to actually go one step further than that. I want, to, I want to give us an invitation as we're coming to the end of this series, I want to give us an invitation to step into the more of what, of what that means. And I'm going to talk about the ministry of blessing because this is something that Greg's, that's on Greg and my heart. We've been going all over the world actually, well not all over the world but into other parts of the world but all over Australia to, um, to teach on this and to, and God's really revealed something fresh to us through um through just after well throughout covid but but 
to go on with um, with the ministry that we have with Freshwater Ministries. And we're seeing people just be awakened, being awakened to uh, the missional um, mandate that God has placed on our hearts and he's created us for that we can step into. But the thing is it's simpler. And I just love the humility of Pastor Paul as he's been putting one foot in front of the other and just relying on God to um, to do what bring the kingdom, bring heaven to earth in uh, in granary care, and uh, and one of these things that God I believe is is the position He wants us to uh, step into is is our humility. It's a sim- it's a simple gospel. It doesn't have to be complicated. So there's a stripping back and somebody said to me the other day, you know, you need to go through the eye of the needle and in order to do that you need to take your backpack off, you need to take the things that were probably useful in the last season but they're not so useful for this next season that God has us and he wants us to step into. So the invitation today is to step up in your authority and uh, and uh, as I speak, just let the Holy Spirit speak to you. So let's look at our first scripture, Acts 3, verses 1 to 10. It says, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. And now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Taking time, taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Notice John uh, Peter said to him, look at us, look at us, because they looked straight at the man. They looked straight into his eyes. You know, the man was expecting to get a handout. But Peter and John were there to give him a hand up. And when we look at other people's, in other people's eyes, we're looking through the eyes of the soul. It's, that's, that's where we're looking into is into their spirit, into their, into who they are, into their identity, into who God's created them to be. And so when Peter looked straight at him, he was about to give him a blessing. And I'll talk a bit more about that later. Peter and John had been with Jesus. They were trained by him and they knew what to do and they knew what God wanted to do that day. They weren't afraid. They were confident. They didn't cross the street. They didn't look the other way. They might have seen him there before, but this was the day that this man was to receive his healing. Now, Jesus had been gone. He he had died on the cross and he'd gone back to his father and he'd sent the Holy Spirit and Peter and John were full of the Holy Spirit, just like we are here today. You are full of the Holy Spirit. So if we look then in verse 16 where Peter says, By faith 
in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is in Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, we all have a measure of faith. We all know that God can do wonderful things through other people and that we can see that he did wonderful things that day at the Gate Beautiful through John and and Peter. But do you know that he can do wonderful things through you? God has created us in his own image and if God is love, then we are made to love also. Whether we are born again or not, everyone has the capacity to love. Whether we know Jesus, whether we accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we've all been created to give that, to, to know how to love and to show love. So, you know, in the bless the BLESS book, I love how God weaves in different aspects the way He's um, spoken through people in different ways in the in um, these last few few series, few weeks that we've had this series. But what separates us from the world? We can all do acts of love, and yes, we need to do acts of love. We need to put our faith into action. But what separates us from the world? We actually have an authority. If we are in Christ, we are seated in heavenly places, as it says in Ephesians 2.20. We have a higher position. We have a position, a perspective that we can see from that is a heavenly perspective. And if we are in Christ, then we have the power to rule and reign in the earth like um, like no other ordinary person or or any anything can. Blessing is a principle, and we know about we know about but that we know about, but we think that the authority that we do we think about the authority that we carry to bless? Do we think about what it means to speak a blessing over somebody else? We are positioned for the kingdom of God to come through us as sons and daughters of the living God who, are, who we are alive in, in Christ. So if we just think about that for a moment, we can see from a different perspective, we can see from a different viewpoint we don't live as the world. We're called to live. We have a mandate. We're called to live in a different way with a different mindset. And God wants to demonstrate the power of his love through us in the same way that Peter and John exercised at the Gate Beautiful that day. So just a little bit about Greg and I. As, we, as we've been, we've just come back from Wales um, at the returned from Falderbrennan in Wales and it's known to be a thin place. It's a place, so a thin place is a place where, you know, the presence of God is really strong because there's been like an altar built in that place. There's been, there's a lot of angelic activity. There's people go there every year. Thousands of people flock there to be healed and to be delivered of things and there's been miraculous stories coming from that place. And there's been a book written about it called the grace outpouring and during COVID Greg and I um, stumbled across this through our daughter-in-law Kaylee whose dad's actually in the audience here today and we ended up long story short we ended up being the Australian network leaders of the ministry in Australia and we have this emerging network of local houses of prayer opening up all over Australia 
So the ministry that's flowing out of Falder Brennan um, uh, uses the principles and the the same as the BLESS book, um, uh, except there is there is something more, and that is the authority to speak blessing into into land, into locations, into people, into ministries, into buildings and situations and and businesses and the marketplace. So that's what we do is we go around and we teach these principles and over the last few years we've been doing this, we're seeing some beautiful um, examples and stories coming out of God's amazing, miraculous signs and wonders happening because people, um, there is an army of ordinary people rising up to take their place and to adopt their local area for Jesus, speak blessing over that their, their town, their location, their streets, their schools, their hospitals, and we're seeing amazing things happen. When Greg and I started to bless people and, and function in the ministry of blessing, uh, I mean, it's just another way of saying we're, we're functioning in the ministry of sowing love, of, of being love to these people, seeing what God, through God's eyes, what he wants to change and transform. Where does he want to bring heaven to earth um, in our, our area? Well, when we first started doing it, it was us that changed first. We changed. We started to uh, see that there was a difference in us. And, you know, the things that were bothering me about Greg weren't bothering me quite so much anymore. We saw people coming into our home having a meal and they're not wanting to leave because the presence of God was so strong in our home. And so we saw the change in us first. Then we saw it in our children. My daughter rang me after two weeks. We'd been blessing her every day and she didn't know that we were doing that. But she rang up and she said, Mum, something weird's happening, something really strange. I'm waking up every morning and I'm happy all of a sudden and uh, I feel like a dark cloud has lifted from me and my relationships with my sister-in-law have just all of a sudden come good. And, and so there's, we, we could see that this was instant. This wasn't something that we had to practice for years and years and years before we saw a green shoot, what we would call a green shoot. You know, we then, um, we would, other things like a friend of mine, she had a cyst on her wrist and she rang me and she said, I know you're doing this blessing thing. Could you bless my wrist? I've got this big cyst that I need to go to the hospital and get it removed. And so I blessed her and I said, you know, you can do this too. It's not just me. I don't have any special powers like, you know, that you don't have. And so I blessed her wrist. She blessed it. The next day she went to the hospital and the doctor went to put the needle into um, the anaesthetic into her arm and the cyst started to go down in front of her eyes and the doctor said what's going on and she just started laughing then he put he went to put the needle in again it went down even further he got the doctor in from next door and said come and take a look at this look what happens when I do this <laughs> and he went to do it again and uh, and it just it went away and so she went home that day laughing, absolutely laughing, you know, just like this man who had his ankles healed, leaping and praising God and laughing her head off and uh, not having to have the procedure done. We're hearing stories of stomach cancer being healed, 
that was a wonderful a wonderful time as well we're having people having uh, chronic fatigue being healed there are salvations there's so many stories when jesus said a new commandment i give you that you love one another as i have loved you in luke chapter 9 and 10 he sent out jesus sent out the 12 he didn't just God, Jesus didn't just um, speak about the kingdom of heaven. He demonstrated the kingdom of heaven. So when he says to us, love your neighbour as I have loved, love one another as I have loved you, that means that he wants us not to just speak about the things that he's done or what other people have done in his name. He wants you to demonstrate the power of Christ in everything that you do, not just by the things that we can do through works and our giftings, but to actually speak and use our words. You know, when you talk to your little children and say, use your words, explain what you mean, because when you hear the words being spoken, there is an understanding that comes. There's a power that comes with words. God created the heavens and the earth through the power of the word. It wasn't until he spoke. I mean, could you imagine if God just stayed there and thought, Oh, it'd be nice to have a heaven and earth and all these people running around a little bit like me, made in my image. It wasn't until God spoke the word that, that the universe came into being, that we came into being. So how do we do this? How, what, where does this come from? We are a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We've been called into a mandate. We are ambassadors and we are the representation of Christ on earth. So, in Deuteronomy 10, it says, At that time the Lord set apart the tribe of Levi to carry the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, to stand before the Lord, to minister and pronounce blessings in his name, as they still do today. So there was a priesthood that was formed in the Old Testament. In Numbers 6, to 26, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. So they were given uh, a blessing to speak. They were given a way to demonstrate God gave them those instructions to to heal the Israelites, to bless the Israelites, to be a blessing to the Israelites. This was their royal priestly duty. If we look in verse 27, this is really amazing. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. So that means that when they were to speak a blessing over them, God was going to put his name on whatever they blessed. Isn't that amazing? So if you think about giving a blessing in the New Testament, we're going to go to the New Testament in a minute, we can speak a blessing over people knowing that God is going to put his name on whatever we bless. So in Leviticus 9.22, Aaron lifted his hands towards the people and blessed them and having sacrificed the sin offering, the burnt offering and the fellowship offering, he stepped down. 
Now, that all the Israelites were out the front. They were looking to him as he spoke the words that God gave him, but nothing happened when he did it. He did all the offering. He did everything according to what God said, but nothing happened after he spoke the words. Then Moses, if we look then after that, Moses and Aaron went into the tent of meeting. They came out, they blessed the people and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the people. Fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offering, the fat portions on the altar. And when all the people saw it, they shouted and fell face down. Standing in God's presence was the key. Moses and Aaron needed to come into the tent of meeting where the presence of God was first. So if we look today to, the, uh, to our position, what does that mean for us? We are to stand, carry and bless the same way that Moses and Aaron were instructed in 1 Peter 2.9 it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. In 1 Peter 3.9 it, it says it like this, Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. I love how the Passion Translation says it, but it's, it won't go up on the screen. It says, Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them because a blessing is what God has promised to you. So we have the same mandate. We are called to stand and minister to God. We are called to carry his presence wherever we go. Where's the Ark of the Covenant in the New Testament? Isn't it within us? We carry the Ark of the, the Covenant within us. So we are also called to bless. That blessing, that same pronouncing blessing, that same demonstration that Jesus came in the New Testament to show us what the kingdom was like and, and, and speak about the kingdom of heaven because that's all he did. He only spoke about the kingdom of heaven. When he, when he, all the parables and everything, it was about what the kingdom of heaven was like. And then he demonstrated it by healing, delivering and bringing salvation. So now we're hearing stories from many different areas across Australia of people practising the ministry of blessing and seeing salvations, healing and hope being restored. In Bunbury, we've had um, the, we've had people have, um, being healed of chronic fatigue. Uh, one lady had her eyes healed just by sitting in the meeting. There's been, uh, we just heard a couple of days ago, uh, a fellow in Dorigo who had been estranged from his six sister for six years and his sister had been blessing him every day for, for weeks. And he, the other day he just turned up on her doorstep and he said, I just want to reconnect with you and um, and help you with whatever you need helping around the house and he's been with her ever since he's been helping her and staying with her and so God's doing he's into redemption and so we can learn how to just speak a blessing because the thing is we go to God for prayer in everything we ask God to do something. We ask God to bless. We ask God to change and bring healing to people. And yes, we need to come to God in prayer, bring our supplications with thanksgiving and praise. 
but he also wants us to be his representatives here on the earth. He wants us to demonstrate that same power that Peter and John did that day. So how do we speak a blessing? If you think about a bird with two wings, one wing is prayer and the other wing is blessing. And God is raising up an army of ordinary people, like I said before, to be able to demonstrate both of these wings. We can't fly, the bird can't fly unless we've got two wings going. Yeah? So if, if I was to pray a blessing and, and, and Father was behind me, I could turn to Father God and say, Father, oh, who am I going to pick on? Paul. I'll pick on Paul. If I was going to pray a blessing about Paul, I'd turn to Father and I'd say, Father, I just ask that you'd bless Paul, that he would, you know, all his, the things that he's bringing to you, that his wife and his family and every, every aspect of his life would be blessed. And I just ask you to heal him, that you would um, continue to do great things through him in Jesus' name. Paul didn't get any of that, did he? I was actually talking to Father. So if I was to speak a blessing to Paul, I would look straight at Paul, straight at him like Peter and John did, <laughs> and I would say, Paul, in the name of Jesus. And I would be, I would remember that I'm in his presence. Be, remember being in his presence is the key. And I'd imagine that Jesus has his hands on my shoulders. Sometimes I just think of, I just step into Jesus and I just think, okay, I'll, Step into his presence. Whatever it takes, what is it that you know you need to do to step into his presence? You just do that. And in Jesus' name, Paul, I bless you. I bless you with the love of the Father, that you would know that he is with you, that he'd never leave you or forsake you. I bless you with encounters of the Holy Spirit. I bless you with dreams and visions and I bless you right now with a refreshing that comes from heaven that would saturate and wash over you and spill out to granary care and everybody in the team around you. I bless you that the favour of God would be upon you to be released in such a supernatural way that the energies that you have would flow from heaven and out to all the people, into the streets, into the highways and byways that are going around uh, the Mayfield area and beyond. I bless you with a multiplication of what you've sown into the granary care that it would be, um, it would extend out and multiply and that the people that are in there, the team, would build in capacity and the favour of the Lord. I bless you in Jesus' name. See how we can say, do you feel the difference from praying and that the praying's not wrong but to the demonstrating and to the speaking? Peter and John that day, they spoke a blessing over that man and he was healed. Sometimes when we've gone around and, and done teachings, people are just getting healed in the, in, the, in the teaching without us even having to speak a blessing over them. So... There are three things that we are called to do and that is to stand and minister to God. How do we minister to God? We give him praise. We do what we do this morning and we come before him and celebrate the goodness of God. We obey God in what he wants us to do. 
Number two, we stand in his presence. We are called to be in relationship to him. We have this communion with God that we then carry his presence and we bless. So the blessing flows out of us. In John uh, 7.39 it says, Jesus said, Believe in me and rivers of living water will flow from you. Those rivers of living water are the blessing. It's the healing. It's the salvation that comes from us speaking to one another. And the testimony is so important. You know, all of those things in the B-L-E-S-S is a great thing to practice. But if we also then practice the speaking of blessing, everyone is qualified. We're all being tapped on the shoulder to be representatives and ambassadors of Jesus, to show the world the love of God in our own communities. Why don't you adopt? Who's God placing around you? Who's? It's so important that we become aware of who God is placing around our lives because the person sitting next to you cannot speak to and have the same influence with the people that you know. You all know somebody different. God's placed you in different spheres of influence to be effective in your area. This is where an army of ordinary people can rise up. It's about you adopting your local area for Jesus. Who can you speak a blessing to? Who can you demonstrate the power of love by just speaking a powerful blessing that God is going to put his name on? Just imagine as you speak something from heaven that God is giving you the, the, the Holy Spirit's coming through you like a river out into the community to speak a blessing. So... The important thing is is that we take our eyes off ourselves. When we are blessing others, we're not thinking, we're not navel-gazing and we can't curse people while we're blessing them. You try it. It's really hard. You can't curse and bless at the same time. When you're speaking a blessing, that's why it changes you first because you start to transform first. As you speak more and more blessing out to other people, the blessing of God comes through you first. So it changes you first and then it goes out to other people. It's really cool, actually, when you think about it. So who's praying for your neighbourhood? It's not me, but it can be you. Thinking of your community, what can you dream of with God to bring heaven to earth? What's he placed in front of you? What's the area he's put you in? Who are the people that he has placed around you for you to see transformation take place that he can do through you? You know, we often think, oh, you know, to do, in order to do what Peter and John did, we need to step into, we need to be, uh, you know, go to Bible college, do, spend, you know, have been with Jesus or all these, we can think of all these excuses, but really, even from the comfort of your own home or even just walking around your block every week, you can speak a blessing over whatever God's showing you and bring transformation into your area. So guess what you're going to do now? (laughs) I want you to look at the person next to you. But first of all, let's just be aware of his presence again. Remember, we have to stand in his presence. So let's just stand up. Let's actually do a prophetic act of standing up to stand in his presence. 
Holy Spirit, we love your presence here and we just we just take a moment to stand in your presence. We're aware of your presence right now. And as we stand in your presence, we just, Father, I just pray that you will open up the gates again, that the King of glory might come through us, that as we're aware that we carry your presence wherever we go, that we can speak life, speak a blessing over the people that you put across our path. Now I want you, we've just prayed now, I want you to open your eyes, turn to the person next to you and speak a blessing over them. Let's just do that. Thank you for listening to our Sunday podcast. If you enjoyed it, either subscribe or follow on the podcast app that you use to keep up to date on when our next Sunday podcast gets released. Have a safe and blessed week.